Welcome to the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. A friend in your ear as we all go through the adaptation process during the COVID crisis. We've increased our release schedule to 10am on Tuesdays, Fridays and Sundays during this current situation. But maybe like me, your days are blurring into one. I'm Stuart the Wildman Mabber and the co-host is William Mankelow. And he's just down the road listening and he'll chip in in a while. And we had an email from Simon Brentford about the technical details of recording podcasts. Thanks for taking the time to email us, Simon. It makes it all worthwhile knowing people are out there listening. We also had an interesting exchange from a post we made on Twitter the other day, our Twitter handle being at Countryside TV. We posted a link about a YouGov poll that we found on MSN News that claimed only 9% of us Brits want want life to return to normal once lockdown is over, whatever normal is. 54% of the of the 4,343 people canvassed said they, they hope to make some changes in their own lives and for the country as a whole, as we all seem to be learning a lot during this crisis. 42% of the people canvassed said they value food more and 38% said they were cooking more from scratch with raw ingredients. 61% of the people canvassed say they're spending less money, obviously, and 51% said they noticed cleaner air. 27% said they were noticing wildlife more. Two-fifths of the people canvassed say there's now a stronger sense of community, and 39% said they're now catching up with friends more. Now, the survey was commissioned by the Royal Society of Arts and the Food Foundation as part of the work to draw up an action plan for more sustainable food and farming and land use, as well as rural economies. Tom McMillan from the Royal Agricultural University said the data was showing a real appetite for change at home, at work and in communities, especially how we want to maybe feed ourselves going forward. And when we posted that on Twitter, someone said it was utter scaremongering and questioned who commissioned the survey and to what end. Now it is good to question, but once you've read the full post, it's easy to to read the title of only 9% of Brits want life to return to normal and maybe and 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 you could fall into the trap of thinking there's a conspiracy to uh, to in effect to keep us all locked away forever. But no one I've spoken to has said they don't want to make a change in their life in some way. Everyone seems to want to make a change of some kind. So we need to funnel that energy into providing supported alternative societal structures and supported transition processes to, to make those changes so we can live more sustainably and to reverse the ecological destruction that we're clearly doing. Now today's episode of the People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast is about taking stock. And it really does seem that we're collectively taking stock and this isn't total scaremongering. William, how can wanting a better quality of life be scaremongering? When it all boils down to it, uh, we all want a better quality of life. I think that is quite fundamental to all of us. No, I don't know why. I don't know why. But taking stock, I found myself, well, very much living in the moment recently. That I said in the previous episode that most, most days almost feel like the same. There's no real change in every day. I go out for my walk, I find 
that the streets are as quiet as they would be on another day. They've, there's not much difference. Uh, the weather has also hasn't been changing that much recently, so it kind of ends up in this moment of feeling you're in, in suspended animation because your every day feels the same. When it comes to taking stock, I find myself at the end of every day reflecting on that day more than anything, more than the week, more than the month previously, because every day feels the same. Especially in the evening, I find myself reflecting, not necessarily on what I've done, but what I haven't done, what I've not got achieved that day. It can be quite exhausting to do that. What I try to do and what I suggest you do, if you're feeling that way, and you've got that list of, you, you maybe every day you write a list in the morning, okay, I'm going to do all these things, I'm going to get on with this, I'm going to do this. It's so easy to reflect on what you haven't done. But equally, what you should be doing, reflect on those things you have achieved today. Take stock of where you are now and really remember the situation you're in is different to what you normally would be used to. And just reflect on what you have done today. And Stuart touched upon earlier about this, this there being this pressure to produce productive to be productive in this time i've certainly felt that come and go during this time which is nearly over four weeks now um but it was my wife that pointed out to me that um i i, I did i was doing exactly this this thing of reflecting in the evening and with everything i've not done what haven't i achieved today and um, my wife was like well you have done this and this and this and i'd actually forgotten about them because as soon as i'd completed it i'd sort of filed it away and done as much and ticked done and removed it from my inbox of life if you want to call it that it's really good to just take stock and reflect on those things that you have achieved even if it's something simple as you've eaten well today you've eaten a really good meal maybe you've eaten a meal with the people that you're living with and you've had a really good in-depth conversation about something maybe you've talked about something that's been a nagging you for for, for ages and you you've suddenly been able to get it out in the open and it, it was fine and it was a good conversation or maybe you've been out for an ex you've exercised today you've whatever form of exercise that is from a, a five mile run to uh just walking around the, your local your local park or even just around your garden you've done something or even just what i find is just i've picked my camera up today and i've taken some photographs that i'm i'm happy with so yeah that's my that's my take on taking stock now, each episode, myself and Stuart also like to give you uh, an action or something to do. Um, and we've been slowly, in through this series, um, this new series, we've been working our way through the alphabet. And each episode, we come up with a, a word from a letter of the alphabet that reflects something that myself and Stuart does. So, Stuart isn't into nature, he does nature words, and I am a photographer, so I will share something to do with photography now most of my words have been actually relatively abstract from photography but there's always been a, a photography angle no pun intended today's word and we're on to the letter g now is the word group now we all are very much in isolated pockets and we're in isolation from each other but there is something really fundamental about being in a community being in a, in a group and with photography it's really something there's something really nice remarkably nice about it about sharing your photographs within a group the certain groups that I, i'm thinking of now are you can go onto facebook and you can find 
groups of any type of photography. I'm in a group that's entirely called, it literally is just called I Love Oxfordshire. And then that's where people share photographs of anywhere in Oxfordshire. Really, really, really is that simple. So it's a place to share. It's a place to, to connect and find people that are also in, interested in what you do. And you can end up having interesting conversations on there. And who knows, when, once we're all able to get out again, you could take that to a step further and actually have a face-to-face meetup, which is always a great idea. And actually even, maybe even start your own photography group um, where you meet up. But it also offers you opportunity for, for feedback, if, you, if, you, if that's what you're after. So if you've taken a photograph and you, and you want to know, you want to improve as a photographer, or you want to just know what people think about what you've done, you can ask for that as well. And quite often, the replies you get will be will probably surprise you. So yeah, that, that's that's my word for today for the letter G. What's yours, Stuart? What's your word? And yeah, what do you what do you have in mind today? My word for the letter G, relating to nature, is goldfinch. See if you can spot these tiny little birds. Thirty years ago in the UK, it was a real challenge, but these days there's they seem to be way more abundant. So in many areas, it's quite easy to hear groups chattering away. Victorians used to trap goldfinches and you have them as pets, as caged birds. But in my opinion, in the last 20 years, a big increase in their population has been seen. So today's episode in the COVID-19 series has been about taking stock during these very strange times. Now I have to say, personally, I'm finding not watching the news helps. I keep hearing interviewers ask the same impossible questions. When will the lockdown end? When will we have a vaccine? How bad will the world recession be? They follow this question very quickly before the interviewee even has time to answer with, I know it's impossible to answer, but can you have a go? For heaven's sake, stop asking unnecessary questions over and over again. Unnecessary and unanswerable questions. It isn't good for our psychology collectively, it isn't good for the interviewee's psychology, and it isn't good for the interviewer's psychology to keep asking the same questions. Let's focus our attention on what we can do, which is learn, adapt and support each other.